Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Matthew chapter 1. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, great God, we consider your wonderful plan to save us. So exciting to look into your word and read this beginning of the fulfillment here. We pray that we would understand a bit more about your plan and what a wonderful thing you have done for us and how much you've gone through to accomplish this. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Matthew, chapter 1. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham became the father of Isaac, and Isaac became the father of Jacob, and Jacob became the father of Judah and his brothers. And Judah became the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar. And Perez became the father of Hezron, and Hezron became the father of Aram. And Aram became the father of Aminadab, and Aminadab became the father of Nashon, and Nashon became the father of Salmon. And Salmon became the father of Boaz by Rahab. And Boaz became the father of Obed by Ruth. And Obed became the father of Jesse. And Jesse became the father of David the king. And David became the father of Salmon, by the wife of Uriah. And Salmon became the father of Rehoboam. And Rehoboam became the father of Abijah. And Abijah became the father of Asa. And Asa became the father of Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat became the father of Joram. And Joram became the father of Uzziah. And Uzziah became the father of Jotham. And Jotham became the father of Ahaz. And Ahaz became the father of Hezekiah. And Hezekiah became the father of Manasseh. And Manasseh became the father of Ammon, and Ammon became the father of Josiah, and Josiah became the father of Jeconiah and his brothers at the time of the deportation to Babylon. And after the deportation to Babylon, Jeconiah became the father of Shealtiel, and Shealtiel became the father of Zerubbabel, and Zerubbabel became the father of Abiud, and Abiud became the father of Eliakim, and Eliakim became the father of Azor, and Azor became the father of Zadok, and Zadok became the father of Achim. And Achim became the father of Eliud, and Eliud became the father of Eleazar, and Eleazar became the father of Mathan, and Mathan became the father of Jacob, and Jacob became the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, by whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. Therefore, all the generations from Abraham to David are fourteen generations, and from David to the deportation to Babylon are fourteen generations, and from the deportation to Babylon to the Christ are fourteen generations. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ occurred in this way. His mother, Mary, had been betrothed to Joseph, but before they came together she was found to be pregnant by the Holy Spirit. So Joseph, her husband, being righteous and not wanting to disgrace her, intended to divorce her secretly. But as he was considering these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for what has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit, and she will give birth to a son, and you will call his name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Now all this happened in order that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet would be fulfilled, saying, Behold, the virgin will become pregnant, and will give birth to a son, and they will call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. And Joseph, when he woke up from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, 
and he took his wife and did not have sexual relations with her until she gave birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. The book of Matthew starts, the book of the genealogy, which seems an odd way to start, unless you remember back in the book of Genesis, that was a key phrase that Moses used whenever he was starting a new chapter. A chapter of Moses, not a chapter as we have them divided today. And so Matthew is implying that this is the next chapter in the story. Matthew is saying this is a continuation of the Old Testament, and so he's going to tie it all together. The book of Matthew is the gospel that seems most clearly written to the Jews, and so he's going to spend a lot of time showing that Jesus is the fulfillment. He's also saying in this chapter that Jesus is the rightful heir to the throne of David. So he says, Jesus, the Christ, and Christ, that word is what the New Testament version of the Old Testament Messiah, also translated the anointed one. And he says he's descended from David and Abraham. The key about David and Abraham is they were the ones that God made the promises to. So Matthew is saying that Jesus inherits the promises made to Abraham and David. And so Jesus is the rightful king is what he's saying. Jesus means Yahweh saves. So that's why the angel explains, call him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Yahweh saves. When the angel comes to Joseph, he says, Joseph, son of David. So he's showing he's descended from David and therefore Jesus will be descended from David legally through Joseph, not physically through Joseph, as we know, because Jesus was born of the Holy Spirit and Mary, not directly from Joseph. This quote about the virgin becoming pregnant is from Isaiah chapter 7. Isaiah has several things to say about the Messiah, several names for the Messiah. The name mentioned here, Emmanuel, this one means God with us. And that brings up the idea that Jesus is not only human, but also God. So God with us. Matthew makes a point that Joseph and Mary did not have sex before Jesus was born to clearly show that Jesus was descended from God, not descended directly from Joseph. So Matthew makes the point here that Jesus is the Messiah, that he is the rightful heir to David's throne, and that he's descended from God. And now for a deeper dive. There is a difference between the genealogy listed here in Matthew and the genealogy in Luke. Several differences, in fact. One of the key differences is where they start and which direction they go. So Luke's genealogy goes backwards from Jesus whereas Matthew's genealogy goes forward. Matthew starts with Abraham, whereas Luke goes all the way back to Adam. So they definitely have different points to them. Matthew divides the genealogy into these groups of 14, although 
while we'd like that to be perfect, he's kind of forcing that. So there's actually some people left out in order to get to that 14. And then he has to kind of double count David to get to 14 in there in the middle if you go through and count it up yourself. So he's clearly forcing it, and he's not telling people that this is technically the number, but he's making it into this important number. 14 is 7 twice, and 7 is a key number in the Bible. So some people have said it's just a memory device, but I think Matthew's trying to make a bit of a theological point, talking about two sevens between each uh, of the key figures in his genealogy here. Matthew includes four women in his genealogy. This is a little odd. It's not what you would typically expect from a Jewish man. He would not include the women in the genealogy. And interestingly, the four women included are all problems. Tamar is an odd one because of how she gets into the genealogy, and you can go back to Genesis to read that. Rahab was known as Rahab the harlot. Ruth was a Moabite, not an Israelite, and that's a problem. And he doesn't mention Bathsheba's name directly. He just calls her the wife of Uriah, bringing up that difficulty. So all of these four women bring up difficulties in the genealogy, and yet Matthew specifically includes them. I'll also note that there's four of them, and four is an interesting number in the Bible. Four generally refers to the earth and earthly human things, and so perhaps that's why he mentions four women here, is to say this is the human genealogy. Getting back to the question of the difference between Matthew and Luke, there's also some difference in the names and how it separates at times. So the most popular solution to that has been to say that Luke's genealogy is Mary's genealogy and Matthew's genealogy is Joseph's genealogy. That doesn't completely answer all the issues. Another theory is that Matthew is providing us with the royal genealogy, the legal authority of the throne, if you have a line that dies out, will go to the next relative. This could jump to an entirely different branch of the family if a branch dies out. This could answer many of the issues with the genealogy. The point Matthew is trying to make here is that Jesus is the rightful heir to David's throne. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.